Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast, everyone. Today we have a really good topic. We are going to lift the veil on our hugely successful Unify Movement System and teach you the five key elements to getting strong, flexible, and fit. Don't miss this one. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image. Good morning, everybody. This is your first rodeo. My name is Yanni Bormeister. Across the table from me is my brother, Rad Bormeister, behind the mixer, the voice of God, the beautiful, the sexy, none other than Richard Lillies. And to my left is the smartest man in the universe, not just the world, Phil White, uh, AKA Adapt Physio, Athletic Development physio physical therapy. therapy physical therapy there you go sort it out, sort it out. get it right get it right and uh they're, they're very kindly sponsoring our show right now so we want you guys to give them some love if you're listening on the podcast if you're watching the youtube replay uh we want you to jump over to what's the website adpt.physio.physio and um give them a uh, five-star google review because they're giving us heaps of love here and uh, and we want to repay the favor. Now, anyone who is watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, we urge you to jump over to UMS Movement Mastermind pro, uh, Facebook group and join the group and interact with us. We've got a bunch of people on live. Let us know who you are and where you're tuning in from. If you are on the live stream, I'm super pumped for today, not just because we're doing this uh, wicked show but because straight after this we go live to our ums online coaching group and we that's our first coaching call for the year which is very exciting Woo. lots of new people in that group uh good morning daljit good morning dave and uh yeah today we're going uh, to really dive into how we put a workout together at unity gym uh, because we are getting really good results and we feel like we should share this uh, with people so they can do it for themselves, whether they're working out in gyms or in, their, in, in lockdown around the world. These same <coughs> principles, may, uh, by following these principles in our workouts, in our programming, we were able to pivot overnight to doing a brilliant workout with lots of gym equipment to doing a brilliant workout with zero gym equipment and arguably get better results than a lot of people get with the equipment. So the principles are sound and... Uh, and we're going to just quickly, uh, I'm going to reveal the five key principles straight up so that uh, we get some talking points going. Volume, efficiency, balance, simplicity, are. effectiveness. I will in a sec. Rude. Volume, efficiency, balance, simplicity, and effectiveness are the five key principles we're going to dive into today. And uh, they are absolutely critical. How are you, Rad? How are you, Phil? How are you, Richard? Oh, I'm excited, Yanni. I'm excited. That's how I am. I'm excited for this topic. It's near and dear to my heart, and I've got some knowledge bombs to, to drop on the world. We're going to change your life if you impl uh, employ this stuff. So I'm excited. He's yeah. even put on a different voice for that. Uh, can he maintain it? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? How are you, Phil? Yep, good, mate. Yeah. Good to have a full week back on the show, and uh, yeah, it's good times. And this is just the like, if everyone could understand this, then there would be no physios, basically, because just having understanding these key like core concepts around how to, um, you know, how to put your train together would just avoid so many, not only, in, you know, injuries while, uh, like it would get rid of, to totally get rid of, you know, tendinopathies and other 
inverted commas, overuse in injuries, but it would also then just make you so resilient for whatever you want to do. So yeah, yeah this is the goods. Yeah, and that's the real mission behind this show. We're trying to put Phil and Nilesh out of business. So we're going <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just putting in dodgy information every now and again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it is the reason why, you know, we never, we never planned on having a physio at Unity Gym. We only planned on having Phil the physio at Unity Gym because I've seen so many physios before and I just can't stand their advice. And uh, the reason why is because I just don't believe that they have a really good connection to the long-term plan. And it's a, it's a come back and see me once a week for the next 10 years and I'll, I'll keep you safe. And Phil, Phil and Nilesh have a really different approach to that. And I've worked with both of them now and they are hands down the best physios that I've, uh, that I've ever seen, except for one of our other buddies, uh, Leroy, but they are few and far between to get a good sports physio. I didn't even know that a physio actually doesn't even get trained in sports injuries. It's like, a, um, a, as a big part of your course, that's like an extra thing that you I mean, do, right? It, it is part of it, but you've got so much other stuff going on yeah, with right. uh, neuro and cardio stuff as well going yeah, on. So amazing, it's amazing. Anyway, we'll save all that for Physio Monday, huh? Because mm. today we're talking about the secret source of the UMS, the five key elements to getting strong, flexible and fit. What are we going to start on, Yanni? Well, first of all, I want to ask the question today, and this is a, uh, a very simple question that's going to be a yes or no answer. Uh, I want to know how many people who tune into this, who listen on the podcast, who watch YouTube and who are on the UMS Movement Mastermind have actually seen or tried either our UMS program or our at-home workouts program. I want to know how many people have experienced, have felt, not just sort of heard us talk about these principles, but have actually felt the principles before in action. And, uh, and, and what experience that gave you, good or bad, I want, uh, g g be honest, give your feedback and, um, and let us know because I want to know, I, d I don't just want to um, talk today, I want, I want to talk about personal experiences as well, you know. Mm -hmm. So first of all, we're going to start, we're going to kick things off with, uh, what, what did you, which, which point did you want to kick off? Is it volume or is it? Um, uh, no, 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 no. What was the second one? Efficiency. 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 I wanted to start with the efficiency model because this is, um, it's really funny because um, Yanni and Richard and I and Phil have all had our own inputs into what has turned the UMS into what it is today. and. The, uh, you know, I've probably been the, I guess, the head coach at Unity Gym for a while, designing the program and the way we do it here. Um, and then all the guys come in and say, oh, but we should be doing it like this more or we should be doing it like that more. And because we only had an hour to work out with people, it over the years, we've just tried to see what we can cram into an hour to get um, a good result with people. And it's, and it's been this trial and error process, you know. We've had a lot of iterations of the program that on paper looked really good and I really liked them, but it wasn't producing great results. And through this constant, you know, the four of us putting our input into it, it's turned into this beautiful beast that is just producing these phenomenal results. We're making people strong, flexible and fit in one hour. And be, through that process, Yanni has come up with this term, the, the efficiency model, you know, that, that that's one that, that he believes that that's one of the um, most unique things about our program. And I, I really agree. It is such an efficient way to train, to be able to train in 60 minutes and get strong, flexible and fit in a way that produces objective results. Not subjective, not, oh, I feel a bit better, but you can see and feel the results, the improvements in your well, body. Here's the thing, okay? After being a personal trainer for uh, 
quite a while now. What is it? We're, we're in 2020, so we're talking 15 years, 16. No, longer than that. I think it was 2000. Years. No, it was 2004 that we did our yeah. course. End of 2004. 16 years, but uh, objectively, for the first year, I wasn't a personal trainer. I was just trying to stumble around. A personal around. entertainer. <laughs> I was a personal entertainer, <laughs> probably for the first couple of years. Uh, but um, the one thing that you really get you really get hung up on, and you get a little bit, you kind of get um, a tunnel vision as a as a health professional is that every that, like you're so passionate about what you do that you forget that people actually have lives to live people the, the general population doesn't spend 16 hours a day in a gym uh, exercise is not the number one thing you know the amount that most personal trainers train it would amount to like years and years and years of their life spent exercising or in the gym and uh, and some would argue that it's it's obsessive and some would argue that it's a little bit over the top and and you know so like we gotta we, we, we forget that people have lives people have careers people have families people have really really ambitious goals that are outside of their physical health and yeah. other sports to play other, other sports yeah. to play you oh, know you know yeah exactly <laughs> and and so and and personal trainers just completely shun the notion of efficiency in a workout like they just sort of go oh yeah well you you, you just don't get a good workout if you're rushing it or if you try if you're focused on getting it done as efficiently as possible you've got to be able to train for two three hours oh, i've literally trained i've paid people uh, to do coaching and mentoring in the fitness space who have demanded that I train twice a day for three hours each session. You know, like mm. if you can't commit two to three hours twice a day, then you're not going to be part of my program. Yeah. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? That's, That's yeah, six hours of training job. a day, <laughs> you know? And I've also trained with professional bodybuilders who it's really common that they do a four hour workout. And then they train other people and they talk about the fact that other people are lazy if they can't do the same thing, you know? It's absolutely ridiculous. And so, you know, this is where this efficiency model comes from. The best well, program- It comes down to world. diminishing returns, really. Yeah. Like for, for the general population, if you, you can make 80% of the gains by getting some core things done, and this is what the UMS has done, is it's distilled all the core things you need down and you're gonna get, you know, 80% of the way there now the when you want to get to the absolute like cream of the crop, uh, best mover in the world sort of stuff, then you're gonna have to go into more of that territory. But it is really a, a matter of diminishing returns, and yeah, I think hundred yeah. uh, percent. And you know, I think some of the I think something that is really important about the efficiency model as well is if you when you talk about the the idea of the way that a personal trainer, generally speaking, and and we're we're putting ourselves in the same boat here you know, think of, no, 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 you, you can't do all of that in, in one session. You've got to focus just on these things. The way that we've done it in group training at Unity Gym or with the follow-along workouts and the at-home workouts, they, they both deliver this result, is that when you're watching other people do it, you rise to the challenge. Whereas if you're working one-on-one -on -one with a personal trainer, the personal trainer kind of has to just make you work in a way that works for you. Whereas beginners and people that haven't done the kind of training that we do or somebody that that joins in with me in the at-home workouts in in real time you're forced to keep up you because I'm there going okay let's move on to the next thing and they go oh shit and here we go we do the next thing and before you know it you've done four weeks of it and and you've you've risen to that challenge to get this efficient workout done within an hour whereas if it's if you're left to your own accord or if you're just working with a personal trainer who's just slowing everything down to to adapt to where you're at now yeah it's really hard to get just one thing i want to just quickly highlight because i think it's really important what phil said there and uh, i don't want to brush over it which is that 
you know, to get to the absolute pinnacle, to be one of the best movers in the world, you will have to work for hours and hours and hours a day. But I want to make it absolutely fucking clear, and I'm going to swear because I really want to put this across. It, it is okay to not want to get to that level. Yeah, that's right. It's okay to just be really good at something. You yeah. don't have to try to be the best at everything that you do. There's not enough time in the day for that. You know, if you want to be the best parent and the best spouse to your partner and the and 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 really wealthy and and great in your career, uh, you, there is a very high probability that you aren't going to be the, one of the best movers in the world. But that's okay. You don't need to um, martyr yourself and feel depressed because you can't get six hours of exercise done a day like like some of the world's best athletes, you know? Uh, 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 and I think we need to make this really clear when you come to the gym. No, and this is where personal trainers and strength coaches really fucking up, is that they try to take every one of their clients and turn them into a professional athlete. There's this notion that, oh, you know, if you're not training to be, you know, s stupidly better than everyone else, then you shouldn't even turn up. It's just it's just ridiculous, yeah. you know. And that's something that actually caused me a lot of uh, depression for a while because, you know, when I wasn't meeting those, exp when I wasn't meeting what I knew I had to train at to be in that, in that upper 1% of people in the world, it really brought me down. And yeah, I've uh, I've over the over the last couple of years accepted where I can be and what my goal is to be the best that I can be. And when you look at it like that, it re it's not can I be the best? Can I compete with that person? It's just can I be the best that I can be? And if you reframe it and look at it like that, it's really good. And the, and the like, other thing is just very quickly, it's a part of the <coughs> journey. Yeah. No one who's the best at, in the world at what they did right now st spent their first workout on the first day that they started their practice saying, I'm going to be the best in the world. It's, yeah. it, it evolves. Yeah. And you start off doing something and then you like it and then you do a bit more and then you do it a bit more and then eventually you go, holy crap, I'm really liking this. I'm going to go all in on this, yeah, you know? That's right. But if you start with the mindset of I'm not going to, it's all or nothing. I'm not going to train unless I'm going to be the best. Then it really stifles people yeah. and it puts people off, yeah. you know? Now we, right. we, we better fly through this because Volume. we've only got 15. No, no, no. We haven't even talked about the efficiency model yet because we haven't said how do we, how do we make this the most efficient workout? So the way that we make it the UMS, the most efficient workout is by methodically timing what it is that we do to the minute. The 60 minutes is down to the minute. And the way we do it is we do a 10 minute warm up. The warm up go, there's a timer going on in the workouts. It is exactly 10 minutes and it is very, very effective at getting your body ready. There's no wasted time. There's no passive stretching. It's, um, you know, it's, it's positioning drills, it's muscle activation, it's getting the heart rate up, you know, getting the, getting the joints ready, getting the, the blood pumping to the extremities, all the good stuff. Lubricating the joints. Yep. Then we move from a 10 minute warm up into um, 30 minutes of strength and flexibility training in a one to one ratio. And what that means is we have a five minute warm up where we get ready for the movements that we're gonna do. We do a couple of warm up sets and then we do five times five minute rounds. And in each five minute rounds, we do two primary strength movements and two flexibility movements. And the way that works is, and this is the efficiency model, the strength movements are always opposing movements, so a push and a pull. So an example would be on Monday, it's a vertical push and a vertical pull. So they're opposing muscle groups, which means that whilst you're doing the vertical push movement, the muscles that work in the vertical pull are relaxing and are recovering but you're training in a one-to-one -one ratio for that balance in the joint that Phil's been yeah, talking about. Yeah, just like we talked about systems this week. So you're, you're basically training a system per per day. And yep. so that means that if, you know, the old school uh, bodybuilder training of like, oh, you know, chest and 
whatever yep. it is. Compartmentalizing like everything compartmentalizing into everything. a muscle group. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. if you do that like day after day, then you're constantly stressing the shoulder system and it doesn't give time to fully recover. Whereas if we uh, go down this route where we're training the shoulder system, push and pull, uh, all at once and then you give it a day to rest or, or two days to rest, then that's going to be the most efficient for yep. um, building strength and recovering. Yep. And that's not revolutionary. People have been doing that for a long time. We learned that from other people. But, but so many what people don't. Some, peop some people still <laughs> like don't. Just so sure. many people don't. For sure. <laughs> yeah. but, I'm, but I'm definitely not going to take the credit yep. for saying we created no, this no, no. push-pull idea. But something that I do believe is revolutionary is the next part of the efficiency model, which is that during that push and pull, between the rest periods, because to go straight from a push straight to a pull, straight back to a push, straight back to a pull, you're gonna really diminish your strength potential very quickly. So what most people do is they rest and recover for, the average rest time for most people would be between probably one to three minutes. What we do instead of resting is we do active recovery by doing flexibility training on the other end of the body, meaning while we're doing that upper body push pull, we're doing lower body flexibility. And the only other person that I've ever seen do this is Aaron at Origin of Energy, and that's where we got the idea for it. And I'm gonna give him some props because he definitely inspired us. And, but I believe that what we're doing is revolutionary like that. There is no one else out there that I've seen that's getting this right. And that is one of the keys to the efficiency model because within 30 minutes, you literally do one-to-one -one ratio of strength and flexibility. And that's how we make people strong and flexible. So was he originally stretching the same? No, he doesn't. He doesn't do it yeah. like we do. But I, when, no, I, when yeah. I went over and, and did a lot of training with him that I, I haven't trained with him for a couple of years now, but when I did, he was the first time that I'd ever, we would, his classes, the, the thing that I believe we do better than him is he does so much in a class. Yeah. And he, he, like, he would do six minutes of something and then 12 minutes of something else and then yeah. it's so fast paced. But he does do strength and like you'll do something and, and then you'll go into whole body in yeah, every Yeah, he does whole body in every workout. Yeah, the key I wanted to get to though is that um, it's really purposeful here about strengthening, uh, you know, shoulders for example, and then and stretching lower body. So we're yep. not getting interference right. between uh, with flexibility training that's going to diminish your strength potential in your strength movement. So it's a really key concept just to make sure that people understand that. You're, you're not stretching what you're strengthening That's at the exactly same time. right yeah. that, and that was your input phil that was phil was the one that came up to me one day when he was looking at the workout saying oh rad you know you're actually doing lower body strength and lower body flexibility here and this is what you're doing and it and it's not the best way to develop strength like that uh, it's actually it a good way to develop flexibility but yep. not such a good yep. way to develop strength. yeah and and it even has an increased risk of injury when you do that so so there's the efficient and then at the end of it we, we finish the workout well let's so hold on because you're kind of answering three in one here okay. so let's move into the volume principle because okay. this is absolutely key this is where it goes from just getting a workout to actually delivering the, enough of an adaptation in the body, enough overload to the muscle systems to adapt and get yep. a, a tangible result, and this a, is where a, I, an objective result. And this is where I had to go back to the textbooks with this, where I had a look at what the research says is the minimum amount of volume required for either muscle hypertrophy or strength development. And it's pretty, it's widely accepted that for muscle hypertrophy, you need to do a minimum of 40 to 70 repetitions within a workout on a muscle group to get mus effective muscle hypertrophy. And for strength development, you need to do a minimum of 25 to 50 repetitions on a single muscle group in a workout to effectively increase strength. So we, that's where the five rounds comes up with because when we do an accumulation phase, we do five rounds of eight to 10 reps, which is gonna be 40 to 50 repetitions within a workout, plus the supplementary lifts that we do at the end that also add to that volume. And in an intensification phase, we generally do 
five sets of five reps, which is a minimum of 25 reps. Yep. So we are That's literally required. doing the minimum that the research says is required to get good adaptation. But the, the, the key is that we have a circuit at the end, and this is also talking about how we balance, we get the cardiovascular element in as well. We do an interval training circuit at the end, but we are very selective of what movements go into that circuit because we want to complement the primaries. So we, we prioritize the primary lifts that are in the, uh, the second section after the warm up, and we do them first, so they're prioritized and our bodies are nice and fresh and, and warmed up. And then the circuit at the end is to do three things. It is to, uh, first and foremost, give enough volume, total workout volume on the, on the systems that we're working out for the day, whether it's a squatting system, a horizontal push-pull movement pattern system, or a vertical push-pull, or a hip bend or a deadlift uh, system. We're getting enough volume on those muscle systems and those joint systems to adapt to, to, to adapt in strength or adapt in muscular hypertrophy. We also want to uh, elevate the heart rate so that we're forcing an adaptation in the cardiovascular system. And there are a couple of days a week where we do specific cardio intervals using cardio equipment. Uh, and there are days where we just elevate the heart rate using um, uh, complementary strength movements that complement the primaries. And then the third thing we want to do is we want to condition the stability systems in the body that are often neglected, that are often uh, the cause of in instability and injury. So shoulder rotator cuff and the hip joint. And uh, so in, this, in the circuits, we're doing three uh, very important things. We're maximizing volume, we're elevating heart rate, and we're also conditioning uh, the joint stability systems. So it's very, very key. And that's how we create balance in the workout. We're getting everything done every workout. We're getting it done efficiently. And then and it's quite purposeful with the uh, fitness being at the end because you don't want to uh, tie yourself out and make your um, strength, like you don't want to compromise your strength training. So it's very much set out in a ideal way to both maximize strength at the beginning without interference in your training. Absolutely, so. and it's actually a very important um, point that you make there because working in mainstream gyms for 10 years, I noticed there was a very common um, habit, even that trainers would do, that didn't quite understand what they were doing, where they would get their client to do a cardio first. They'd take them onto a treadmill or a, a bike or a rower or whatever, and they'd go, okay, we're going to warm up but they do so much of it that it would actually interfere with that person's ability to um, develop strength, to, to demonstrate maximal strength or force in a workout. And then they take them onto the weights floor and do, the, the, the idea of getting your heart rate up right before a workout is good. But the thing with a warm-up is it cannot interfere with the workout. Yeah, you know, to prime you, not... <laughs> that's exactly right. It's more, uh, in a warm-up, it's kind of more important uh, what you leave out than what you put in, yeah. you know, <laughs> because it's a warm-up. It's not, it's not, you've you got to get it done quickly. You've got to get it done efficiently, effectively, and then you've got to get, on, get into the workout. So the next thing that we want to talk about is the simplicity factor. And this is very, very important because so many people people and uh and uh, are going in, into the sort of way of and we are massive proponents of calisthenics we're massive um, proponents of um, choosing a means to demonstrate your skill strength flexibility it might be in a sport it might be in a hobby that's physical rock climbing uh, uh, golf things like that you know uh, or it might be calisthenics and gymnastic strength skills but um, it's very very key 
to ha to adopt a simplicity model because you the way you train is not always the way you demonstrate your strength and sort of show off on the weekends or with your mates or whatever else you know you want to be um, keeping things simple as possible so that you can bank enough volume and get the intensities right and manage load and progressively overload your body so that the adaptations continue into the future uh, and you don't want to hurt yourself in doing so and a lot of workouts that I see popularized on Instagram and, and, and um, uh, what's the other one that's really popular now? Uh, Facebook. Snapchat. No, not Snapchat. <laughs> uh, TikTok. What's it called? TikTok. Yep. TikTok. You know, they do, they're practically dancing. They're practically doing aerobics again, you know, and some of them combine that with a kettlebell or something like that and, and, and then pass it off as a workout routine. And the only thing you get better at doing those sorts of routines is that routine itself. It doesn't have much of a carryover to any sort of sport or any sort of um, uh, strength or flexibility discipline, you know. And the reason is, and we've had this discussion before, and Phil can probably elaborate on this, coordination is a major limiting factor to the development of strength and flexibility. Uh, and you wanna make sure that you're practicing something that you can progress easily so that you can progressively overload that, right? Yeah, and I think like the, the beauty of this program is now like, you know, I don't have to have like a PDF sheet in front of me to understand if I'm like, when I've been away, uh, for the week, I uh, just know that, you know, Monday equals vertical push-pull and yeah. I can build a workout instantly because I know that, you know, it's going to be based on those movements. I, I know exactly that, you know, that means lower body flexibility and then I can do a supplementary sets with, you know, focusing on those same move patterns. It's just like, the, it just, it seems too easy. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you can go into, the, you can deep dive into like how to like really fine tune the progressive overload, but really like it's just such a simple program. Like you can just... Yep. almost instantly just come up yep. with a variation of what we do that is going to get you such better results than... Yeah, it it gives me goosebumps as we talk about it because I do remember the days before the UMS when yeah. we were all, you'd come into the gym and you'd spend like however long trying to think of what you were going to do today if yeah. you hadn't written yourself a yeah. good program or if you didn't have somebody writing a program for you. And with the UMS, those days are over. It's it's done, and you just you you just do the the movements of the day. It's so good. We are seriously going to run out of time soon. So, what are the elements that we haven't talked about yet? It's the last one is effectiveness. Effectiveness. How to, is, well, this is, is your workout uh, producing well, objective this, uh, and I tangible wanna, results? I want to take this one because th this is the big one. You've got it. Like Grace has just Grace has jumped in here and and talking about the, what Yanni was just saying there. She's saying I did that for years. I'd be dead from cardio before I did anything else. Then feel sick the whole time and get no results that's the part i want to highlight and get no results and after a few weeks or months of training i'd quit again for another six to eight months or a few years grace quickly um put in the comments what your experience was doing the 28 days with us when you uh, came last year and did it um and that's the thing the at the end of the day all of this stuff if you look i'm going to first say if your reason for training is that you want to just have a good experience and feel good then great i'm happy for you enjoy what you do and love it and if that's why you do it do it and enjoy it or just calorie displacement yep or Wh whatever it is, pe 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 people have, people have different um people have different reasons to train but the people that come to us want more than that the people that come to us at unity gym they want to achieve more and they have tried the rest and now they're ready to check out the best and when that is the case you want to see something that is effectively producing results. You want to be able to look back over the last six months and look at what you could do six months ago versus what you can do now and see an actual difference. Go, wow, I am stronger. I can. I could deadlift 40 kilos six months ago, now I'm doing 80 kilos. I was 26% body fat 
six months ago and now I'm 18%. Whatever it is, it has to be effective. It has to produce a result that you can see, feel and touch. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's if it's not, then man, and it should and, and it shouldn't and, and I want to dive in there. The result shouldn't be that you're just getting better at the routine you're practicing. That's a, yeah, that's a you big know? one. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. that can be a quite an elusive and a misleading result. You know, you go, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm definitely getting more proficient in the dance moves. I mean, if you're, you know. Like if you want to dance, learn to dance. Dancing is a fantastic way to uh, stimulate the brain, cognitive function. Yeah. It's like martial arts. It is so good at, at, as a discipline, as a practice, as a, a you know. But don't um, don't sort of blur the lines between. Okay, I want to get strong, flexible, and athletic, so I'm going to do this sort of bizarre uh, sequence of movements that we're calling functional because you've um, added a kettlebell or a dumbbell to it and expect that that's going to produce really, really good results. You know, simplicity yeah. is absolutely key. Yeah. You know, there are movements, the primary movement patterns, push, pull, um, vertical, <coughs> horizontal, squat, um, hip bends uh, that have stood the test of time because they're, they're, they're um, working systems in the body that are essential to human movement. You know, and then mm. run, gait patterns, jumping, plyometrics, things like that. You know, it's not uh, rocket scientists. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's listen. We've really got to wrap this up because we do need to be on time for our online coaching calls. So let's fly through these uh, answers to the question of, of the day, which was, uh, have you tried our at-home workouts or our UMS online coaching and what was it like for you personally? And uh, Grant Denny has said, yes, UMS Foundations, Flexibility Masterclass and Elbow Forearm Rehab. That's awesome, Grant. Dave Clark saying, yes, I started with the at-home workouts and then moved on to the Foundations program. Both are awesome. That's so cool, Dave. Daljit is saying, you are both. UMS gives me a structured program plus working through Mobility Masterclass, handstands, home workouts from April have helped me level up in so many ways, strength, flexibility, and fitness. So cool. Um, and then Lee Clements is replying to Dave saying, me too, and she agrees. And uh, Grace Clements is saying, absolutely fantastic in helping me to actually move, work out, and train. Loved Yanni's motivational encouragement during the live at-home lockdown workouts. I'm currently diving into doing UMS Foundations Phase 1 by myself at the gym. Not yet managed to do all of it for a full week, but I'm feeling really good from what I have been doing. Almost learned all the movements now and have to keep re-watching and don't have to keep re-watching all the videos. Uh, and I'm not far off uh, having got all of it uh, done this week. That's awesome. I think that's awesome. just so good that you, uh, you know, it's not like a, oh, I missed one, therefore I'll, I'll stop. Like, yeah, good work, yeah, just keeping it. on going. 100%. You, you know, it's missed it. a few. It's great. Yeah. Diane Norbury saying, I have used the at-home workouts, made big gains in core strength as well as shoulder strength and stability. Uh, can now repeat full push-ups in a workout and uh, improved compression strength is also helping me work through gymnastics progressions. How cool is that? Lee Clements is saying, yep, foundations phase three here with my own progressions, regressions. I also miss the Yanni verbals to push me. <laughs> Grace is saying, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we read that one. Um, uh, Grace is saying, I love the 28 days. It was definitely an intensive experience and I got real tangible results. Lost fat, gained muscle and definitely felt stronger and was more flexible by the end of the month. That's in 28 days. What can you achieve in 28 yeah, days? Just quickly on, um, on Lee Clemens <clears throat> of saying, I wonder how many trainers and coaches put knowledge and thought into the workouts. The, the sad thing is so many of them do put so much effort into making these elaborate programs, but they just haven't yeah. gained yeah. the core principles of, you know, actually like simplifying and progressively overloading. Yeah. That's the sad thing is like they try really hard, but yeah. it's just... 100%. Now, now to wrap this up, guys, we are going to let you know that Yanni has decided that this weekend uh, we are going to release our incredible 
incredibly effective at-home workouts at a really, really low price for those of you that don't have them yet. So our flash sale for 72 hours is gonna go live after this coaching call. And if you don't have it yet, remember you can always, if you don't like it, you can always get a refund in the first 30 days, no questions asked. But jump on it, grab it, you can train with me live in real time with follow along workouts, doing the at home workouts with Yanni in your ear, motivating you, and you can see exactly how we get better results with zero equipment. You don't need anything for this. You do it in your own lounge room, and you can see how we get better results with those workouts than what most people are doing in a gym. You want to know get tangible it. results? <laughs> Read George Peacock's comment there. How good is that? Yeah, uh, doing I the UMS that. actually makes you money. Yeah, <laughs> in December 2020, managed to move apartments. No removalists saved thousands. He said he paid thousand dollars to move in, in 2019. Helped some friends the following week. Then helped my best mate move house week before Christmas. All because I was functionally fit. Now, if we put a monetary value on that, it'd be <laughs> a couple of grand because he also helped other people move and save money on removalists. So there yeah. you have it. There's a tangible result. Yeah. Not to mention that he's just so damn strong. He can move three houses in a, in a number of weeks. Uh, you need so to good. stop moving house, George. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, team. Thanks so much. Uh, the quick wrap up. If you're listening to the podcast and you haven't done so already, jump over to the Facebook group. Search for UMS Movement Mastermind where you can catch these recordings live and ask us questions. And if you're watching the replay on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, hit the like button. Share it with your friends. And again, come and join the UMS Movement Mastermind yeah, on Facebook. Definitely think about sharing this episode because I think it really uh, you know, encapsulates a lot of what we do here at UMS. So if you have any friends who are struggling in the gym, share the, our podcast and um, help them out. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Smash the like button and the love Smash button. It. Send some love. And uh, we, yeah, really guys, um, another way that you can, that you can uh, help your friends is that when Rad posts a post about the at-home workouts today, if you've done them, share your experience in the comments below please, that post. Please do. Yep. Because that is often the, the, the thing that will get someone off the fence and, and over the line. And you know how amazingly transformative those workouts are. Uh, people shouldn't be wasting their time trying to follow some absolute crap that they downloaded from in some Instagram fitspo who has no fucking clue what they're doing. Uh, <laughs> uh, it triggers me. It triggers me. So uh, get this out, guys. Spread the love. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that It's far. the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image. What's up, everybody? Welcome.